you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky, live in New York City. It's Wednesday, January 18th, square between wild card and divisional round we sit. I am Jamie Erdahl. This is Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty. And we looked at the script and we were like, you know what? Let's lead the show with these Giants, huh? Yeah, so we brought hey, the, in the paper's Sean blue. O'Hara. <laughs> Go for it. How That's are right. you? I'm doing well. I'm fantastic. Super Bowl 2007. You're the starting center. You guys go on this miracle run. Are you feeling a little bit of this right now? A lot of parallels. Yeah. Mm. A lot of parallels. Going on six seed, going on the road, road to redemption. Yeah, everybody's feeling We're it. All in, huh? We're going uh, all in. Yeah. The, the energy right now is palpable, not just in the Giants building, but here, here in the city and in oh. Jersey. Everywhere you go, everybody's rocking their Giants gear. Yeah. Some of it's wrinkled because a lot of it was it's in the trash can yeah. last year. Point. So there's been a lot of yeah. people pulling stuff out of it. A lot of dumpster diving by a lot of Giants mm-hmm. fans, but it's great. Yeah, you had to take your smile was out to here when you walked in. You had to, I get it, temper it for journalistic yes. standards yeah. to start the show. Yes. But now let's talk about them. Time for the lead block. Lead block. Eight teams, four games, two days. The road to Super Bowl 57 continues. This weekend, it's the divisional playoffs presented by Intuit TurboTax Saturday and Sunday. Visit NFL.com slash schedule for the full schedule. But as we mentioned, one AFC, one NFC game per day, Saturday, Sunday. Daniel Jones, quarterback in the Giants, getting a boost of confidence after defeating the Vikings 31-24. Frankly, that's a closer score than it seemed on Super Wild Card Weekend. Jones threw for 301 yards, two touchdowns. He added another 78 yards with his legs, not to mention two rushing TDs from Saquon Barkley. So how does head coach Brian Dable see this confidence within this team? I just see, you know, a humble, hardworking group that tries to get ready to play, you know, each week and do the things that we need to try to do. Each team at this time of year is really, really good. And I think they do a good job of maintaining their focus on the keeping the main things the main thing, which is our preparation here the next few days and then ultimately how we play. 
fits hostile in other places you've been this year, how would you describe the atmosphere in Philly you're expecting on Saturday night? Yeah, hostile. I don't have good adjectives for that one other than. The atmosphere in Philadelphia will be off the charts when the Giants go to town in Philadelphia looking to knock off the top-seeded Eagles. We haven't seen them for two weeks, but we certainly saw the Giants last weekend coming off a huge road win in Minnesota. Kind of a new humble swagger to this Mm. team. I don't know. That's oxymoron, but we'll fly with it. Does it feel like the Giants have all the momentum coming into this matchup, Sean? Yeah, it does. And, and you, you say humble swag. I saw something for the very first time that I don't, I've never seen before. I saw Daniel Jones celebrate. Mm. Mm. I saw him flex. In, in a world right now where Kirk Cousins was wearing chains and Mike mm-hmm. McCarthy's wearing chains, everybody's wearing drip and, and all this jewelry. No, Daniel Jones flexed for the first time. When Saquon Barkley plunges in for that two-year touchdown, they showed that energy. And I have not seen that. But... The reason why they have this momentum right now, Jamie, is it's not just the fact that they're winning, it's how they're winning. They're winning right now because of their offense, not in spite of it. And I feel like all season long it was like, boy, if the defense can hold the teams under 20 points, they got a shot. But if the defense, if the offense can't score more than 20 points, then it's going to be a long day. And that's not the case. Look, they put up 38 points against the Colts, 31 points against the Vikings. And to me, the biggest thing is the Giants have started fast. They went into Minnesota, first playoff game for so many guys, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Dable as a head coach, first time in the playoffs. He's had all kinds of Super Bowl experience and national championships experience but this is how they started the game right here and this is every single drive opening drive five plays 75 yards touchdown second possession touchdown third possession field goal 17 points in the first three possessions and then every look at every drive I mean every one was 75 yards or more Mm. this offense when you look at them this whole season J-Mac you know the opening drive is always like the opening statement right Mm -hmm. And I think you look at the Giants, they had not scored an opening drive touchdown in nine games. So wow. to see them just jumping out of the gates right there, Daniel Jones was on point and accurate. Sometimes you don't know how a quarterback's going to start a game. Last time he was in Minnesota on Christmas Eve, the first two deep balls that he threw, he airmailed them. They were, he was too jacked up, too juiced up. In the playoff game, he was honed in. He was like mm-hmm. an assassin out there. And I think that's why the Giants have a lot of momentum right now going into this game. Yeah, and look, this is a, an all-time rivalry, and the Eagles are the one seed for a reason. The Eagles have home field for a reason, and they got the bye for a reason. You're asking who's got the momentum. I'm trying to go through the the, the the recent performances from the Eagles, and of course Jalen Hurts was down for a couple games. You know, Not everyone was playing their starters in Week 18 when they played. It's been 38 days since the Eagles have like shown us the version of the Eagles that had us in rapture the entire season. I go back to that last time that the Giants played the Eagles in a game that mattered was December 11th this season. It was all the way Week 14, and you know the Eagles just absolutely blew out the Giants. But that was week 14. This right now is week 20. So you're telling me 38 days ago was the last time the Eagles looked good. And you could say, well, relax, Schrager. It was with Minshew or get out of here. You can't penalize them for not having a bu-. You also can't penalize us for saying the Giants kind of feel like they've got something going right now. When for the Eagles, it's like, all right, let's crank the machine back up to what we were like then. Remember, they blew out Tennessee. A.J. Brown had that huge day, and the Titans general manager gets fired that week. They come into New York, and everyone's high on the Giants, and they blow out the Giants. And then it kind of hit a wall. And it's been 38 days since we saw that version of the Eagles. So do I think the Eagles should be favored by a touchdown? Of course. That's what the Eagles did over the course of you know five months. They deserve that. Mm-hmm. Do I think the Giants have the momentum right now? 
Yes, I do. Mm. I haven't seen that version of the Eagles in nearly 40 days. It's been 40 days and 40 nights. Mm. And I'm waiting to get excited about the Eagles again. And you can't blame me. They haven't put it on paper. They haven't put it on film. The Giants have. That's fair. It's biblical, Peter. Yeah. It's a great movie, too. Oh, it is. No doubt about it. I, I love the way the Giants have been playing. You look at that in the wild card game, like you guys just said, to go in there. The way they started the game, that is the definition of momentum to start that way. But all the momentum, like you just brought up the game where these guys played and there was so much buildup around yeah, that game. You, you were on the sideline for that game. Didn't go to L.A. to be on the sideline for that game. And they got their, Giants got their butts kicked. And then we go to the last game of the season as well. And I know the Giants played their backups and the storyline coming out of that game was even with the Giants backups, they were able to keep this game close with the Philadelphia Eagles. And when you look back at it, Philly was up 19-0 in this game in the second half. So yes, the Giants made a comeback with Davis Webb and they turned it into a good game. When we talk about all the momentum, they rushed for 253 yards in that first game. Just a dominant performance. The Giants have haven't beat Philly in Philly nine straight games. It's back to like 2014, the last time they won in Philly. So when you talk about momentum, playoff game, and how they've been playing, yes, love the way the Giants, the buzz that's going on in the Tri-State area, all that is great, it's tremendous. Everybody's rooting for them. They're a team that you want to root for. But all the momentum, I still think Philly has their own momentum. A bye week, a time to refresh, kind of get some good practices in. Jalen Hurts will be healthier, will be running the ball more. So I'm not all in on the whole momentum thing with the Giants. I love them. It's fun watching them. But let's 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 take a breath. Momentum is a very tricky word because it does imply, to Peter's point, that like you think that team has the edge. And then I think there's a difference between edge and momentum mm -hmm. because edge implies like the talent and the skill. And when I think about this Giants team, though, coming into this weekend, the one name pops into my head, the why this team is in this position, and it makes me think how, why I like this person. I really like authenticity. I like someone showing me consistently they are the same human. Jason, style, head to toe, literally. His shoes always match his jacket. <laughs> Peter never likes to zip the sweatshirt all the way. He always leaves it open. Movie quotes for Sean. It's amazing. <laughs> That's it. Brian Dable, week one, goes for two to beat the Titans. The guy's had guts from day one. He's been showing us who he has been this entire time. This isn't like a desperate Brian Dable, oh, shoot, I'm the coach of the New York Giants. i got to start having some guts to get... No. We've seen it. We've seen it since September 11th. He has been celebrating wholeheartedly, bopping around the field, hugging on Joe Shane, with the cigar in his mouth, going up to fans on the road, fist pumping like his life. Almost knocks him over when he goes to fist pump. It's a wholehearted, full effort. I have the guts and I, have the, I believe in my team and I put my team in position to win, coach, that I think has been showing us who he is since he was hired, and now we're just starting to get on the bandwagon. No, we. I think you have to buy into this from back in September when we were like, dang, they went to Tennessee and went for two, and that's how they won that game. It's awesome. Well, he I showed like it, it, too, fourth and one. Yes. The biggest moment of the game. It's like, this is who we are, it's who we've been all season. Kevin Burkhart and Olsen were great on the call because they were like, if you go back to week one and yes. you saw what they did then, they're not going to stop now. Before we, we wrap this segment, though, 8.30 p.m. game on a Saturday night with no school the next morning, no work mm. the next morning. What is that Philadelphia scene going to be like? <laughs> I, I, 
I am scared to even think about what that parking lot is like around two or three o'clock. Uh-huh. We're talking an 8.30 kickoff. Sean, as someone who wore the big blue, does that feel like a safe space for any Giants fan to be at? Absolutely not. <laughs> they call it the link, but I feel like if you're a Giants fan, you might end up in the clink going there. A one o'clock game in Philly, uh, listen, listen, it's passionate. A four o'clock game, man, hey, they're getting a little bit kind of fired up. Eight o'clock, they are ruthless. Listen, the, the game itself is kind of breeds on a whole nother intensity. I used to get a FedEx envelope fine every Wednesday after we played the Eagles. Somehow, some way, yeah. I was getting fined because it was just, it was violent. And I, that Saturday night game, man, look out. I mean, there's going to be double birds everywhere. <laughs> uh, I will be watching it from a safe distance, no doubt. Okay. Fly, birds, fly. Is yes. that what they're going to be doing? Yes. All right, time now for NFL Network insider Ian Rapport. Rap sheet, let's stick on the Giants. They're taking any momentum they have. They're heading down 95 to face Jalen Hurts. What's the latest with the Eagles quarterback and his throwing shoulder? You guys were talking about the last time the Eagles were really the dominant Eagles that we saw for most of the regular season, and obviously that coincided with the injury to Jalen Hurts. It has been a month or so since he's been dealing with that sprained SC joint, severely limited him, knocked him out a couple games, and even when we saw him week 18, wasn't quite himself, got the job done, but wasn't quite himself. So a very, very good sign for the Philadelphia Eagles and their fans that when the Eagles released their injury report yesterday, Jalen Hurts was not on it. No injury designation. He was a full participant in practice. The only way you can do this is if a player is fully healed from his injury. That is the expectation for Jalen Hurts, that he is going to be himself when he plays the Giants this weekend. Meanwhile, in the coaching world, maybe the biggest thing, the biggest story we are chasing and tracking right now is what's going to happen to Sean Payton. Interviewed early in the week with the Houston Texans for their head coaching job. And then last night in Los Angeles, the Denver Broncos met with two people. One, Raheem Morris from the Los Angeles Rams, and two, Sean Payton. And Payton, not done yet, still got the Carolina Panthers later in the week. But this seems to be, as of now, where it all stands. All three teams willing to meet the price of the New Orleans Saints compensation-wise to get Sean Payton. That is a big obstacle that will be cleared at some point if this progresses. And there's the biggest question. Is Sean Payton willing to take a job right now, or does he want to wait? Obviously, we will be tracking the next couple days. He was one of the best wide receivers in all of football last week. He's been one of the best wide receivers over the past month, and he has just been a huge part of the Giants' success. He'll also be playing the divisional round this Saturday night in Philly. We love his story. It's an incredible one. Let's give a welcome to Giants wide receiver Isaiah Hodgins. What's up, Isaiah? What's up, y'all? What's up? Thank you guys for having me. Your story is one to rally around, and you have really emerged in the last month and a half since getting with New York. Let's start, though, with Sunday. After the win, we saw your Instagram story, you in the locker room leading the guys, everyone dancing. Take (laughs) us into that scene. It was a raucous one. What was the song that was playing? Mm. Who's the hype guy? Take us all through it. You know, it was it was a, a, the same song that we played, uh, you know, after we beat the Washington Commanders. Um, you know, Sterling Shepard, you know, he's kind of our hot guy. And, you know, uh, he's kind of got that rep this year, you know, uh, being just a great supporter that he's been. So uh, he was on the music and just a little, um, you know, walking your trap, take over your trap, you know, kind of just saying like, you know, like we came to, you know, the opponent stadium and kind of handled our business. You know, we took over and we left. And, uh, you know, Sterling was saying in all game that, hey, we win, we're playing this game, we're playing the song after. So, you know, it was just a funny 
moment and fun to just be a part of with all those guys. Yeah, Isaiah, you guys played lights out. There was a lot of, of big plays in that game, and you guys came out swinging on the opening drive, scored a, a big touchdown. We showed a couple of the highlights as we introduced you, and that catch on the sideline. There was a guy that used to sit over here in this chair that would have that as part of his toe drag swag, and I, I think people need to realize that was against Patrick Peterson. Uh, you were going at it all game long, but – there's a play that I really want to bring up and I want to bring to everybody's attention because I don't think you got enough credit for what you did. This is a 28-yard touchdown by Saquon Barkley. That's Isaiah Hodgins right there blocking a defensive end. Look, if you don't get that block, Saquon doesn't score this touchdown right here. Take us through this play and are you okay with this? Like, do you like blocking defensive ends? Yeah, um, you know, it was just one of those things that I kind of came into the league knowing that I was going to have to do a little bit. And, you know, uh, my father, you know, used to play fullback in the NFL. So with his blocking background, he used to always tell me, like, man, like, there's nothing more that coaches love than wide receivers who know how to block. So, you know, you're a big body dude. Like, make sure, you know, you do that on any team that you're on. And, um, you know, I've got a lot of good examples from him in the past, you know, being teammates with Gabe Davis and stuff like that, of just, you know, those crack tosses and stuff. And, you know, I mean, sometimes you don't always have the best leverage on those DNs and you just got to hang on for, you know, dear life. And that was one of those times where I had my leverage and I just felt like, you know, take the DN where he wants to go and just watch him out. And, you know, there's, let me tell you, there's no better feeling than just feeling Saquon just run right past you and seeing all that green grass and him going for a touchdown, man. I mean, I was probably more hyped up on that play than I was after my touchdown. Like, you know, honestly like I went to the sideline and was hyped up with my coaches you know we were throwing helmets and stuff like it was just a fun moment well Isaiah I think uh, DN didn't want to go there you made him go there an appreciation for blocking I think is a beautiful thing and I know your quarterback I'm sure appreciates it let's talk about your quarterback Daniel Jones had maybe the best game of his entire career on Sunday it wasn't just the numbers the performance it was just how he looked it was his whole mood and attitude and vibe what was he like in the huddle this weekend why did it look different to us watching the game compared to what you guys were feeling with him on the field I always you know ran about this man that Daniels he's just like a real field general and I just think his uh, his preparation just makes it so easy for him just to you know be calm in the pocket and be calm in those big pressure moments in the game I mean he's always pulling the receivers to the side in between periods after practice just for extra looks extra routes or telling us what he sees so exactly how it's going to be in the game and it always plays out like that because he watches so much film and, and studies so hard so it's like it's just motivating to see your quarterback work that hard and it's also motivating to see him like carry the team how he did I mean there was one drive that we had that was like 19 or 20 plays and he's running for half the drive and getting first downs with his legs and it's like I'm coming back to the huddle exhausted and he is too and you know you see him just suck it up call the next play and get back out there and throw another dime and it's like man if he's still going I, I gotta keep going too yeah I'm watching at home and I saw him after one of those runs it almost looked like he was looking at Dable like all right now like let me hand the ball <laughs> off but Isaiah you were drafted in the sixth round back in 2020 I was a fellow six rounder too had to make the practice squad eventually waved and got picked up by the Giants and have played a huge role for the team and their progress and momentum you guys have going into the playoffs. Tell us about that journey and how the relationship with Brian Dable and Joe Shane came into play. It was definitely a journey for sure. Um, you know, I'm thankful for every part of it. And there was definitely a part of me back when I was in Buffalo, you know, as a six round pick that was a little just, you know, not disappointed, but just, you know, one that rookie in me just wanted to get on the field right away and just wanted to like play right now, contribute right now. And, you know, I had a couple of injuries that kind of held me out from doing that. But, you know, I was just around a great veteran group of veteran coaches, as you said, you know, Dayball and, um, you know, Stefan Diggs and, 
John Brown, Emmanuel Sanders, just, you know, all these household names of just people who I could really sit here and like learn from and, you know, model my game after and kind of, you know, learn from different routes and how to train like a pro, how to rehab like a pro, how to, you know, just do all this stuff and, you know, build a real good relationship with all those guys, especially, you know, Dave Ball and Joe Sheen. And Joe Sheen was actually um, one of the coaches who came and like would watch my games in college and like, you know, see me practice sometimes. So, you know, like um, our relationship goes way back. So, you know, I'm just excited to be back in the building with these guys. I love that. You know, Joe Shane is viewed as the Giants GM now, but he was also known as one of the best road scouts uh, in mm-hmm. all of football and would be everywhere. So if he's at Oregon State in Corvallis watching you play, you know he's put the work in. You mentioned Shane. You mentioned Dable there. John Feliciano, Matt Breida. So many guys that were with the Bills last year are with the Giants this year. I have to think the last two weeks has been incredibly emotional for you in light of the DeMar Hamlin news. Tell us about the connective mm-hmm. tissue between that Buffalo locker room and some of you guys in New York right now. You know, I think that pipeline, you know, kind of runs deep and, you know, everyone had those uh, heartfelt um, feelings, you know, towards DeMar. And, you know, I was able to talk to him a couple of times. So that made me feel better, especially before the game. But I mean, there's a lot of people, you know, from the Bills locker room who were there, who are now with the Giants. So, you know, it's made this locker room a little close. And, you know, there's still people over there who, you know, who are rooting for all of us over here just because of, you know, they know Dayball and they know, you know, all the players here and everything. So it's just a real uh, close locker room here. And I love it. And, you know, that's one thing that I loved about Buffalo. And Dayball really brought that here. And uh, it's, it's been real fun so far. Two Bills, sixth round picks last year, Isaiah Hodgins and DeMar Hamlin. Pretty cool. And uh, both your teams are going to be out on the field this weekend, but you're going to be focused on the Philadelphia Eagles. Isaiah Hodgins, we love your story. Keep on rocking. Keep doing your thing. Keep on taking New York City by storm. Yes, sir. Appreciate it, man. Thank you guys for having me again. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. 
sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. After dominating the Buccaneers on Monday night, Dak Prescott told reporters the game was a chance for him to just dial back in after he struggled against the Commanders in Week 18. Name the player who needs to be the most dialed in for their divisional round matchup this weekend, Peter. This can go a lot of places. Brett Maher, you got to get there. Yeah. Man. Like, we need you there. Like, this can't, you can't miss four extra points in a game. I think Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy, Will McClay, and the rest of the folks up there in Dallas have shown a lot of grace over the last 24 hours. It seems like Mar is still on the team, still on the roster. They won the game. This was inexplicable. Had they lost the game, this is one of the all-time goats in Cowboys history. What a weird oddity that was. He's missed his, he missed five extra points in a row going back to week 18 against the Commanders in the first four against Dallas. Brett Maher, get it together, man. I don't know what to tell you. I'm not a kicker. None of us at the table are. Jamie's married to an ex-former college kicker. Brett Maher, got to dial in. Yeah, I got nothing for him. I can't kick an extra point. And I'm going to go positive. I'm going to say Patty Mahomes. Okay. Not because he needs to prove anything. I just miss him. We didn't get a chance <laughs> to watch him play this week. I want to just see Patrick Mahomes out there making some incredible plays, spinning, throwing the ball up in the air. We saw it all season. They earned their bye week, some would say, however you earned it. figure it all out. But they didn't play this past week, and I just miss watching Patrick Mahomes. So I can't wait to see him in the divisional and see what he has dialed up for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Get it done, Patty. All right, here comes uh, the shout-out from Patrick's mom saying it's Patrick since mm. you called him Patty. Be ready for that. You're warned. Listen, I'm going to say Jalen Hurts. Eagles fans, I, you should be excited about your team and what you guys accomplished this season. I mean, there was a point in time we were talking about they're the best team in football. Jalen Hurts is the MVP. And, Peter, you brought up earlier on in the show about uh, it's been a long time. It's 38 days. 38 days since they had that slobber knocker against the Giants. Well, guess what? That was also the last game that Jalen Hurts threw a touchdown pass in. Mm. That's how long it's been. Now, look, he was Hurt, no doubt about it. Hurts the shoulder against Chicago. Missed time, so that's the big part of it. But even the Week 18 game, he just didn't look like himself. And, mm-hmm. and so I think for him, he's got to be dialed in, got it locked in. There's nothing worse than starting out a, a game at home like that and just having a couple of clunkers, skip a rock, throw, throw a ball high a little bit. He's yeah. got to be dialed in right from the get-go. Totally. Those are good answers. I love all your answers. I'm going to go Josh Allen. Strange, uh, I'm not going to say behavior because, frankly, I, I love his fire and his passion, but, like, he got a little tuned up with Christian Wilkins last weekend against Dolphins. He threw two picks. He was annoyed about that. I think he's got to dial it in. This is going to be a heavy game. It's at home against the Bengals. Again, the emotional weight on this team, I don't think you can talk about it enough, and this is the guy who's at the forefront of this team. So I don't think he's not dialed in. I just think he needs to really just take it a notch and just make sure it's all on lockdown there. All right, Cowboys-Niners divisional round game is the hottest matchup this weekend, with fans paying at least 570 bucks just to get a ticket. The historic playoff matchup that you would pay the most money to see live would be, you get to put yourself back in time, throw some cash down on the table, get your way in. Peter, where are you going? Can we go 33 years ago? Sure. Please do. Can we go 33 years ago? Um, 
Let me set the scene for you. Candlestick Park, 49ers, Giants, two best teams in all of football. 13-12, 49ers are leading, trying to run out the clock. Lawrence Taylor says, I've got some things in mind. Take a listen to the call. 13-12 Niners, fourth quarter, two minutes left. Lawrence Taylor, do your thing. First and 10. Ring hit behind the line of scrimmage, and the Giants have the ball. Lawrence Taylor out of the pack. You knew that the Giants were going for it, so who should get it? Lawrence Taylor. We're a minute away from Tampa Bay, baby. Leonard Marshall, we're a minute away from Tampa Bay. He would, of course, knock Joe Montana. Giants win 15-12. to Lawrence Taylor in San Francisco in Candlestick, and then they would go on to win the Super Bowl. A very Giants-friendly show this morning. That sure, one got me the chills. The summer all on the call. Jason, what do you got? Sean Howard just brought the Giants. Now we're all going there. Uh, I'm going the Big Ben tackle. Back in 2005, yes. the divisional round. I'm a senior in high school, and I'm watching this game. And the Steelers kind of dominated the Colts throughout that game. And then next thing you know, Jerome Bettis is going in to put the game away and score. Fumbles it. Gary Brackett makes a huge tackle. Nick Harper picks the ball up, and Big Ben saves the day. And then you fast forward, I get into the NFL. There were so many guys on this field that impacted my career. Nick Harper was the starting cornerback in front of me when I first got to Tennessee. Chris Holt was a mentor for me. David Thornton, all of those guys, Deshae Townsend was a coach for me at one point. All of those guys were playing in that game. Crazy to be watching it in high school and fast forward, look around. I'm like, man, I'm in the same locker room with guys I was watching and admiring back in high school. Really cool. I, I, love, I love the Big it's Ben. Very invested. Anytime you can bring up Big Ben, it's, it's, it's a good time. It was. Listen, I'm going to peel back the, the, the clock as well, Shregs, like you did. And about eight days ago, we celebrated the 43rd anniversary of this game. It's not even a Super Bowl, but when you have an anniversary, you know it's a big game. 1981 NFC Championship game, 49ers, Cowboys. We're going back to Candlestick where you just were, Peter. Yep. And this game obviously is known for that play right there the catch to Dwight Clark in the back of the end zone the 49ers were down in this game All right, this was a, a, a game-winning drive right here they had to come back and take the lead and Montana's a sprint right option and his first option the fullback actually trips and slips and goes down that's why he found Dwight Clark to look for a second read so I would love to have been at this game we've all seen this that throw that play but the backstory with that is the 49ers had lost twice in that same NFC Championship game to the Cowboys a decade earlier. So this had been brewing for a long time. So that game was paramount on, on so many levels. Um, I also bring that up because I have a personal connection with Dwight Clark. So mm. uh, rest his soul. We lost him a few years ago to ALS. But he was with the Cleveland Browns when I was there. Mm. Great man. Loved being around him, him and his family. Great people. So I would have loved to be there, been there to see that in person. I like these memory lanes. I'm not going to write my answer. Peter, you want to help me out? You want the helmet catch? That's right, my, I want the helmet out. catch. That counts as a playoff game, right? Super Bowl 42, all right? I know he was. That's why. He's Giants Why don't he snap it to me and I throw it to you? Okay, great. Here, let's try again. You know what? Let's not. And then there was whatever. (laughs) And it turns into a Saturday Night Live spoof. Then you know it's a great game. I kind of wish I was there. It was like the onset of Twitter. But if you were in... The stadium. I, I can't believe the the puzzle that went down on people's and the people were pissed. People were happy. People were thrilled. I just want to be in a moment like that where like the utter confusion on a play like that, and then the celebration and the Giants win and just the upset. Oh, it was so great! I don't even want to write it down. Jamie, do, do you know where that Super Bowl was played? Uh, Glendale. Do you know where the Super Bowl this year is played? Uh, Glendale. Preach. Hmm. Preach. The connective tissue, Peter. Mm. Listen, we had a third question for Whiteboard, but Kyle's not here, and so we don't have to do it because it was television and movie related. <laughs> Coming up, which team impressed us the most on Super for a Wild Card Weekend? We're going to break out the hats. No cap is on the way. So- <laughs>
Run it back. Run it back. How many years later? What was it? 15 years. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the olympics exactly. he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of it like that, see that? ladies and gentlemen please welcome sam casella to point game i remember you came out from crying tears <laughs> crying tears. i mean he was in a culture shock and then I, he's going to withdraw us about winning remember what i told you i said i said oh you think i can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Teams are ready to keep their Super Bowl hopes alive in the divisional round this weekend. So let's break them all down and pick out a cap you want to wear with another edition of No Cap. Here's how it's going to work. I'm going to give you a topic, and you're going to grab one of those caps of the team playing the divisional round of uh, who you think the best answer is to that topic. Okay. Y'all ready? Yes. Wildcard weekend may be over, but some of the performances could be a sign of things to come in the divisional round. Please grab a hat of the team that impressed you most in wildcard weekend, Peter. We've got an awesome array of teams, and I can go one by one by one. There's eight teams left. Give me Mm -hmm. this squad right here. I think the Cowboys put on a perfect game. And now I know the Buccaneers aren't good. I know that they showed it all season. We were expecting the Bucs to somehow have it. They weren't good. But guess what? The Cowboys really were good. And I think everything was working except that kicker. I'm going with the Cowboys. Most impressive wildcard card weekend win came in here and absolutely embarrassed Tom Brady and the Buccaneers I know we're 24 hours removed from that game or 36 hours I'm still in shock of how much of a destruction that was Dak looked great the defense looked even better and Mike McCarthy didn't make any mistakes of note 
Again, the kicker, we'll get that settled, get that figured out. But Dak just absolutely tore through Todd Bowles' defense, and then the defense did the same to Byron Leftwich's offense. So, Cowboys! How about them boys? Yeah, I love it. And, Sean, I'll have you do me the honors. Could you please pass you me that uh, New York Giants? Oh, oh yeah. He's taking it right off yes. underneath oh, his man. nose. Yes. Last week, heading into the playoffs, I was on this show, and a lot of people were upset on Twitter when I said experience means nothing in the Mm -hmm. playoffs. It's about execution. The lights aren't brighter. Guys aren't hitting harder, running faster. They're playing the same game of football. Yes, there's added pressure. But when you watch the New York Giants, Daniel Jones never played in a playoff game. Saquon Barkley never played in a playoff game. Dexter Lawrence out there. Brian Dable, head coach in a playoff game. First time we had Isaiah Hodgins on the show. He had over 100 yards and a touchdown in that game. These New York Giants went into Minnesota on the road. A lot of guys in their first playoff experience, and they figured out how to win. And not only the defense playing well, Sean said it earlier, the offense going out there making play after play. So I was impressed by the New York Giants. I know that game, everybody was saying, hey, they could beat a team to come out with a victory, the underdogs. They did that, and they did it in an impressive way. Yeah, I was impressed with the way they shut down Justin Jefferson. How about mm-hmm. Dory Jackson coming out there and mm-hmm. putting the claims well? Who you got? All right, listen, I'm going to lean over here towards the AFC, and I'm going to grab this hat right yeah, here. Yeah, that's pretty good. Oh. And the Jacksonville Jaguars. Let me just say this, in all honesty, um, I fell asleep on the couch. <laughs> like, they, they were down, and I was like, all right, heads by. Wife's <laughs> like, just go to bed. Like, give up the fight. Like, I, I was like, throw the damn towel. Throw it. Like, I, 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 that's it. I gave in. I woke up. At like midnight, and I, what what the heck happened? I had to rewind. I had to go back a little. How in the world did they turn this game around? And look, I'm sorry for any Chargers fans that are up early, and you've got to kind of relive this moment. But Trevor Lawrence, I've never seen anybody just kind of dust your shoulder off. Like, all right, hey, look, I've thrown a couple of bad picks. Some were my fault. Some weren't. Let's go. Let's just let's put this team on my arm. Let's go. And he willed them back. I was so happy for Trevor Lawrence as a young quarterback to get that kind of win. It's almost like, you know, like the Steve Young moment, right, when, mm. when he finally won that playoff game and it was like, all right, mm. you know what, this is kind of like a new era for him. But also for Doug Peterson. He's kind of had to recycle his career a little bit. That guy's been in the mountaintop. And for the Jacksonville Jaguars to do what they did uh, against the Chargers w- was pretty impressive. Give me that 49ers cap. Okay, okay, take it here. Big blowout win. Have these guys in the Super Bowl, but I feel like it loses efficacy when it was three quarterbacks ago that I picked them to be in the Super Bowl. Whatever. Ride with your decision. Seahawks were winning this game at halftime. Mm -hmm. It was 17-16. The 49ers scored 25 unanswered points in the second half. They put up 505 yards of total offense against the Seahawks. Their defense had 10 pressures on on Geno Smith. Nine hits and two sacks. If that's not a complete team, I I don't know what to tell you. What Brock Purdy is doing, and listen, we have a What's Your Beef segment later in the show. I have to talk about Brock Purdy a little bit there, so I'm going to save some of my material for that. Just know that I've been so impressed with this 49ers team, and I cannot wait to watch them this weekend. Okay. So as much as we've watched and dissected the eight divisional round teams, there will always be mysteries to be solved before they take the field. Please grab the hat of the divisional round team that you have the most questions about heading into this weekend. Mm. Question mark, Schrager. Start with someone Question. else. Start with Sean. I, oh, Sean, you go Sean, first. You go Sean, first. you know who you got over there? Uh, I have no idea who's blocking for Jim. <laughs> All right, here we are yet again in the postseason talking about look at this offense for the Bengals. Man, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, T. Higgins. Look at what these guys are doing offensively. And yet, like, 
protecting the quarterback is a huge liability right now. Look, first Lyle Collins goes down, all right? And then Adenaji is in there at right tackle. Now Jonah Williams is out. And Jackson Carmen has to come in and play left tackle. When you get to the playoffs, all right, and, and all these big games, look, the, the third downs become so crucial. Your tackles have to hold up. I just don't know what they're going to do. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know if they can hold up. And, look, the Bills' defense, uh, look, no Von Miller, I get it. But Greg Rousseau has been taking over some games. This defense has been flying around. This is going to be a big challenge. I've got a lot of question marks about who is going to protect mm. Joe Burrow. Can they do it? All right, so the best team in the wild card round, right? I went over to the top, over the moon. My biggest question mark are the Cowboys. What version (laughs) are we we getting Sunday? I don't know, because the Cowboys did beat the Vikings 40-3 to in a nationally televised game, and we did the same coronation and parade for for Dallas, and then a couple weeks later, we're losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars after giving up a 17-point lead. Mm -hmm. So my question is, can the Cowboys sustain it? The wild card win was awesome. You put that in your back pocket. It means nothing if you go and you lose this round. You're just another team that lost, that narrowed it down to the final eight. You get to the final four, you're the first Cowboys team to make the NFC Championship game since 1995. That's real. That's something. And you're going up against the best defense in the league, which is the San Francisco 49ers. My big question, Mark, is can you do it again? Can you keep that going? Or was Tampa just a really crappy team? Mm, Peter, give me that hat. Yeah, what do you got? Mm. Are you with me? What he said. <laughs> there we Jason, go. There you go. There we go. <laughs> what do you Jason, want, Jason? Um, uh, um, pass me the cap. No, I don't want the Cowboys hat. No. Pass me the Jaguars hat. Sean went with most impressive win for the Jags. I was at this game. I was calling it for the radio. Westwood won with Iron Eagle. And like you said, the first half was awful. Trevor Lawrence, five turnovers in the first half. Well, now they're playing against the Kansas City Chiefs on the road, Arrowhead Stadium. Which team are we going to get? Are we going to get the team in the first half or the team in the second half? Have they figured out what went wrong in the first half to correct it to go out there and perform better? They're going to have to put up some points. Kansas City scores so many and they get it done each and every week. So I have question marks at the Jags. As fun as that game was and as amazing as that comeback was, they go down 27 points to the Kansas City Chiefs, they have no shot in coming back in that one. All right. Awesome. 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 You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want. You're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander. Or we could do something in between like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So, Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision for the future. Exactly how much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 